Welcome to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Jackie. I'm Erica. Happy holidays, folks. And we are doing retro in the months of December because, well... We didn't want to do holiday horror movies again. They just really suck. Unless you recommend one, but that'll be for next year. <laughs> for sure, for next year. <laughs> I just, I don't want to sit through another Black Christmas-like movie or Krampus. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is episode 26, and we are talking about the 1980 movie, The Changeling. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you drinking, by the way? I'm having the Target brand vanilla coffee with the Irish cream syrup and cream. And cream, so cream on cream. Well, but the, I know I, it's the syrup. It's I, the I yeah, get it. It's non-alcoholic, but <laughs> it adds that je ne sais quoi. Uh huh. You? Well, I made myself a caramel butter toffee iced coffee, and mine does have a splash of Jack Daniels in it. All right. Good morning to you too. Oh hell yeah! Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like to read us the plot? <laughs> yes, of course. Composer John Russell is vacationing with his family when a car accident kills his wife and daughter. Distraught with grief, Russell leaves his home in New York City for a giant secluded house near Seattle. Soon Russell starts to feel the presence of a ghost, a boy who drowned in the bathtub there. Russell seeks the assistance of Claire, who led him to the house initially in uncovering the secrets of the boy's death. Dun dun dun. This sounds so so much better than what the movie is. You're just a pure hater. Never. I had seen this movie pop up on many horror movie lists. Mm -hmm. Over time, on TV, on the internets. And I never knew what it was about. Because when they would talk about the movie, they really wouldn't say what the movie... I think it's to not give it away. But... I liked it, but I didn't like it. Because you went in with expectations. That is why. I just realized why. <laughs> you yeah, went in with expectations. Yeah. Those expectations were not met. Yes, I'm very passionate about this. <laughs> you should see this lady right now. She is arms in the air. I'm here sitting like, okay. <laughs> you Seriously. But seriously. Yeah, you went, I did. You're saying that now tells me why. You went in with expectations. I did. And because of that, it didn't resonate as much with you. Which sucks because <clears throat> this is ghosts and I do like a good ghost story. I will say that the it aged well mm -hmm. in the sense of it's, you know, it's practical effects. It's not, there are no special effects. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the, I think it's the, the background that I don't like. What do you mean? The story. I don't. I like the ghost elements and the haunting element, but I don't like the story of the boy. Like I, I didn't find it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that I, story is amazing. Like how diabolical of a it man is, to do something like this. I know, but I don't know. I just it didn't hit me right. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> 
Look, I watched this when it came out in the theaters. Yeah, you just keep giggling along. I watched it when it originally came out in 1980. When I wasn't even a concept. Oh, hell no. You weren't even the beginning of a concept, okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I thought it was as scary as hell back then. And while I don't really think it's scary as hell now, I still enjoy it. Okay. I I liked it. I I enjoyed watching it again. I had forgotten certain um, parts of it. Mm-hmm. That now are, are we'll discuss later are my favorite or is my favorite scene in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. And apparently, your dad had complete amnesia with this movie. <laughs> I can see why. Anyway, <laughs> zing. Well, the world seems to agree with you, so mm-hmm. let's move on to movie facts. The Rotten Tomato score, the critics gave it 83, and the audience gave it 79. So there you go. I am the unpopular opinion. I wouldn't give it, like, a 40, uh-huh. but it's, I think... So what would you give it? A 53. Not bad. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Why a 53? Because it's not halfway... It's a little bit more than halfway. That's like three yeah. steps from. Sure. All right. Whatever. I, I'm but not, I think, no. but now thinking about it, when I was talking about how I feel about the movie, that's what it is. It's that I didn't like the background story to the boy. It is what it is. All right. Move on. All movie right. facts. There aren't many. No. Uh, released March 28th of 1980. It had a budget of $6.6 million. That seems like a lot of money for back then and Mm. for this movie. Like, what did they use? Sorry, I burped (laughs) (laughs) mid-sentence. What? I mean, what did they spend it on? Anyway, it made $12 million at the box office, so at least they made double. Mm -hmm. So they made it back. It was filmed mostly in the cities of Vancouver and Victoria in British Columbia. Exterior shots of Russell's home were filmed using a facade. I thought this was fascinating when I read this. Erected in front of an existing home in South Vancouver. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I did find that pretty interesting. And last but not least, the Haunted Mansion's interior was a series of interconnected sets at Panorama Studios in West Vancouver. I love how it says the Haunted Mansion because I, of course, think of... The Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom. Uh, okay. You know, the right. Okay. So six degrees of Disney World is what your life is. Oh, well, you know, I am a huge Disney I, fan. I, I know I, I'm a huge what? horror fan. Isn't that really like the two opposites? A huge, what is it? Juxt, juxtaposition. Like mm-hmm. I love horror movies, but I love Disney. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, when I read these two facts, this last one. Really floored me. I thought this was really filmed inside of a house. Me too. Because it looks like it's real. Mm-hmm. It does. Because we were commenting of how beautiful this house right. was. And I said that between quotes because yeah. it's not a house. It's a set. Well, that's like in um, Hereditary. Oh, that's It was right. a set too. And mm-hmm. it looked like a beautiful house too. I would live there. I would live in both of those houses. I would definitely live in this house. This is a manor. We're yeah. back to this Oh, rant. here we go. Back to the manor. I want a manor. And this is a perfect example. Look at all that woodwork. It's a shame. I know. I know. Well, it's what a shame. It's not do? real. No, it was real in a set. So I know. what did they do with that? 
When I, you think about the waste. Okay, I'm not going into there. No. So All right. They probably repurpose a lot of that material. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. All right. So let's head into movie observations. Mm-hmm. You can introduce our characters. Sure. So we have John Russell, who is played by George C. Scott, and he is the main character. Mm-hmm. Then we have Claire, which you put the main flirty chick. Yeah. Okay. The Senator Joseph Campbell. <laughs> Campbell? Carmichael? Carmichael. Oh, my Sorry. God. Where did I get? I don't know. Did you watch something with Campbell? Uh, Yeah. Pro- I think I'm reading something. Okay. Senator Joseph Carmichael, who is supposedly the changeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have assorted characters that... Or just part of it. Just part of it. They're kind of like these the are decor. the main. Yeah, right. So we open with a. It's a family. It's John, his wife, and his daughter. They're on vacation, mm-hmm. as we figure out, and um, they're in a in a car in this very snowy road. Country road seems like. Looks like they had car trouble because they're pushing it. Mm-hmm. They. They successfully get to a payphone. A payphone. I put in my note. How is that working? Look at my my notes. What did you put? Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. But how is that phone phone working in all that snow? Is that possible? I mean, we don't know because we don't have snow here. No, I think it does. Underground cabling, I would think. Did that exist in the 80s? I think it did. (laughs) Okay. I mean, look at New York City. I think true. it's pretty much all under underground. You don't see power oh, yeah, that's things true. out. Duh. All right. Like here where you see power, power lines when, everywhere. Honestly, if it's going to be an underground in any state, it should be here. Because of the hurricane. Because of the hurricane. Yeah. Anyway, we anyway. digress. But yeah. So he the, the mom and daughter stay by the car. He goes into the payphone booth mm-hmm. to make an emergency call because they need help. Right. As this is happening, I mean, this was pretty tragic and shitty. Yeah. There's a car coming and a huge, what was it, semi? It was or a some semi. Some kind of construction truck. It was a semi. The point is, there's this big car accident involving all of them. Mm-hmm. And it kills the mother and the daughter. Because the semi plows into their station wagon. Yeah. And, I mean, annihilates them. Yeah. I mean, there is no... Talk about... Making an entrance. Yeah, I will say that was quite shocking. I mean, yep. you don't see anything, but the the implication of it is just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, that really sucks. Right. We cut to uh, probably what a few a few months later. Yeah, I think it was several months. I can't later. remember the yeah. amount of time. We see that. Oh, and this took place in upstate New York, mm-hmm. which is what it said at the beginning. And now we are in New York City, which was great. Oh, because it was so great! You see him walking through the streets of New York City in you 1980. Knew you knew it was you New York it. without even having to have the little yeah. thing that said New York City or whatever. There is something about New York City that is just instant. No, you you know it. You know it. And I always say this that a lot of movies take place in New York. Versus any other city in the U.S., I feel like maybe L.A. would be like the second. Or but San Fran too. It, like New York feels like it's the biggest um, location, and it always feels like a character wherever it's in. Mm-hmm. It's like the city takes on a character of its own mm-hmm. because you recognize. We don't even live there. We've only been there a few times, and we're like, "Yep, that's, that's New, New York, York because of the buildings," and you just know it. Yeah, it's Especially amazing if you walk through it yeah. and. 
you know, you just kind of recognize street corners and it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine living there full time. If anything <laughs> epitomizes the word iconic, I think New York City is it. Agree. Anyway, we digress yet again. Yes. He is a music professor that gets a... What are you laughing at? <laughs> My notes. He's a music dude. Well, in my notes, because I didn't know his name for like a good half hour, if not more, I had him as the dude, but not like the big Lebowski dude. He takes a job all the way in Seattle. It's a professor job at a, at a university and he moves there. He gets there and he needs to rent a home. I don't know how the conversation happened, but somebody suggested that he speak to somebody at the historical society mm -hmm. he does and this is claire right who he speaks to who i didn't know her name also for a while so she was the chick for most uh -huh. of my notes mm -hmm. she suggests the house that he ends up renting which is known as the chessman house oh thank you i didn't even catch that mm -hmm. so he moves in and we get this i mean it is gorgeous mm -hmm. on the outside it Run looks down. like a it's a little run down on the outside but, in a good haunted way. Well, yeah. I mean, to, yeah, exactly. And even inside, it's it's it has to be worked on. But I'm like, I don't know, man. This thing looks pretty complete. It's, what, three stories? Yeah. That beautiful, like, staircase and that chandelier. It's so grand and all this woodwork. It and is. It's like, did you really need to rent this? By himself. I think it's because <laughs> maybe of the quote-unquote acoustics. But, but it also could be that because of the history of the house, it's probably cheaper. Maybe it was a cheap rent, but I can't imagine a house of that size, no matter what, being cheap. Probably back then it was $500 a month. Ooh. <laughs> I'd, I'd totally do it. Uh, listen, well, I remember if it's not paying, haunted. I remember paying $200 a month for rent oh, geez. back in the day. So. Nowadays that'll get you like nothing. 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 Not even a closet. A closet. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so he moves in. He's starting. He's in. He's in the middle of composing something throughout the movie, um, and has you know he's at his piano and he's recording it with an old school like you know nowadays obviously it's a real to record, real. You record things on your phone or it's all electronic on your computer, and he is using the old school. What did you say it was real to real? Yeah, like that we, is so cool looking. Your dad and I used to have one of those. It was amazing. Well. That's what he's doing. So it's Amazing. very cool to see this retro gear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he gets distracted by by something and he steps away from the piano. Of course, when this happens, the piano plays one key. Just one key. By itself. So you already know that this place is haunted. Yeah. So he goes to a soiree because, I mean, really, that's what well, it was. Well, he goes to an orchestra. It's the party after okay. or before is a soiree. Yes. yes. All right. Mm -hmm. And he's there with Claire, the real estate agent, and they get all flirty and, you know, mm -hmm. things go on. So he goes home. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, and she mentions to him, only because I think it's funny. What? For the next day. She goes to him, oh, I have some things to bring over um, from the historical society for the house. And here's the here I'm thinking it's like, I don't know, keys or something really important. Mm -hmm. It's not. She brings over paintings. Old paintings. Or old prints or something. I'm like, really? But I would, see you. I could 
That I mean, she needed an excuse to go. She needed an excuse to go to go over. But anyway, that was cool. Anyway, so they're flirty. Yeah. So he goes home, Mm -hmm. and this is when the stuff really starts happening. Mm -hmm. He starts hearing. He's in bed, and he starts hearing, boom, Mm -hmm. boom, boom. Now I have to say that in the movies back then, Mm -hmm. this part was extremely impressive Mm. because you were surrounded by it. Right. And he gets up and he goes to investigate. He can't figure out what's going on mm-hmm. at all. It's right. just booming noise. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't figure it out. No. It's later in the day of that same morning and he's playing the piano. The door behind him opens on his own, mm-hmm. on its own. And he's like, hello? Or he thinks it's like the the maintenance guy that the comes caretaker. over. The caretaker. <laughs> Who is not Grady? Who's not Grady. But the, the caretaker doesn't open. Of course, this house is huge, so what if he is on the other side of the house? The guy can't hear you. But obviously, if the door opened, mm-hmm. the dude should be somewhere nearby. But it is an old house, so it is going to creak and moan and make all kinds of noises. Doors will not shut as well. So sure. it, it could happen. Okay. We don't need to go... Straight to straight ghost. Straight to ghost. I go straight to ghost. <laughs> yeah, you Just do. like in Paranormal Activity 2. Uh-huh. Anyway, this, and then, you know, he's, he's, he's confused by all of this, but the lady does come over with the prince, mm-hmm. and then I love how she walks away, and she's like, okay, well, let me know if you need anything, and she's walking away. I can tell by her demeanor that she's walking away, hoping that he'll be like, oh, can you stay and hang out or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but she's wearing riding clothes, like to go oh, yeah, riding horses. Right. And he notices and um, they just, and she, I guess, kind of said, would you like to go or whatever. Right. And, and they go riding And they together. go riding and they show them, oh, how cute, gallivanting and yeah. shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we, then we come back to John and he's at, at back at the manor because on, Honestly, it is a manner. Mm-hmm. And you see him in tears. Yeah. I mean, it the grief is overtaking him. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, he did mention that he's not had a chance to process this grief. Mm-hmm. So I think it's starting to really hit him now. Yeah. Um, and then the booming starts again. Yes. So the next day, he has the caretaker or somebody. Or it's him. Yeah, it is it's the caretaker, the same right? Guy, yeah. Um, to come and look at the furnace. And the guy tells him, look, it's an old house. Old mm-hmm. houses, like I said, make noise. Right. And he kept, I think he said this didn't sound like a furnace. It didn't sound like pipes, right. too. Pipes, Because like, then they show him banging on the pipes mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, because people always use that excuse yeah. as well, that it's the pipes. And then the next scene, you see him, he's teaching students at mm-hmm. the house and then they leave. Yep. And all of a sudden, he's at the piano and he hears noises again, like a child laughing. Yes. Which was creepy as hell. Then the faucets open all over the house. Yeah, and when he would get to them, they would stop. Yeah, and yeah. you could just hear like that mm-hmm. that faucet sound, like running water. Right. He goes to the third floor, and he sees that there's a tub filling. And mm-hmm. when he approaches the tub, he sees the face of a child under the water. I thought it water. was a woman. No. I didn't think of it as a child, but you saw it, so maybe you already knew. Yeah. So, but for me, I thought it was a woman. I actually thought it was Claire. Oh. Like, trying to hint at something. I was like, why? She's, 
stuck herself in a tub trying to No, hit... but like a like a vision. Like a premonition? Kind of thing. Oh. So I didn't remember. I've never seen it. You already knew, in yeah. a sense, that it was a, I guess. a child. But he sees a child's face and... Yeah. Right. He goes to the historical society the next day to find out what the hell is going on. <laughs> you went on a rant at this part. So go ahead. The house hasn't been lived in in 12 years. Mm-hmm. He... Claire isn't available the the moment he gets there, so he's talking to this other lady. I forgot her. I think it was Minnie or Vinny or Winnie. I think I don't it was know. Minnie, yeah. I think it was Minnie. You know, typical creepy old lady. Not creepy, it's just acting no, mysterious. No, she was creepy. And she goes, oh, that house is not meant to be lived in. And then she just walks away. No, no, no. She says the house doesn't want people. Whatever. And she just walks away. Go on. Why do you make that kind of statement mm-hmm. and walk away? You just left the guy hanging. Like, I would be like, excuse me, ma'am, what does that mean? Right. And he doesn't He doesn't think that's odd? I think he did. Like, his face was like, okay, this lady But she just, just walks away. Like, how rude is that? You can't continue the story? Like, explaining. Because clearly you know something. Right. You just want to leave it a mystery? And she that does. That should already be a problem. That should be a red flag that she does know something. Right. And doesn't want to does. say it. Yes. But this does. happens in horror movies a lot with, you know, a haunting or something. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be living there. And then walks away all dramatic. It's like, okay, why? How rude. People are rude in horror movies too. At least tell us the story. (laughs) Like, what a bitch. Like in The Haunting? I don't remember that movie anymore. The whole scene where no one will come here in the night, in the dark. (laughs) No one will hear you. Uh Anyway, Claire does come back and... I honestly I don't remember what the rest of the conversation was because I was so focused on like how annoyed I was at that situation. Mm-hmm. But th- the problem the the issue is he doesn't solve anything. Right. He gets no explanation. No. He's back at the house and now he finds he 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 finds this closet. It, it looks like a closet, but there's a mysterious door. Mhm. Behind it. It was right. boarded up. Because he sees, like, the casing of the door. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the... I mean, like, any normal person. Right. And, of course, it's boarded up for a reason. Right. Yet, let's go find out. So, why are you going in there? Why are you going in there? But, let's be fair. I would. I think I would, too. I think oh, I anybody would. You I would. think I did read about, um, like, why these things happen in horror movies. And this is why I think people get annoyed with horror movies when they don't like horror. Is like, why people make stupid choices like that, right? Why go in there? Because why? it's human nature. It's human. It's curiosity to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Or you need that solved mm-hmm. in your mind. So he goes in, and now it goes up another floor. Mm-hmm. It's an attic, and it's all super cobwebs. I wonder if that's possible. I would Can he get that big? Okay, 12 years, maybe even longer for right. that specific well, room. Well, longer, right. Because nobody's been there. The cobwebs were like just... Nobody's been there since 1909 or whatever. The, yeah. Up in that room. That's a long time. So, yeah. yeah. So, Ugh. You can tell it's a child's room. There's a wheelchair in there, which I know is famous for this movie. That's a creepy looking wheelchair because of the way it's designed. Yeah. I mean, it's very old and that's what they had back then, but yeah. it's, it's iconic to this movie. Yes. So it's in there. There's a, a music box. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. Oh, yeah. Yay. You know, music boxes and rocking chairs, mirrors, shower curtains, 
What mm-hmm. else? We gotta red, keep a list of these things. Red balls. <laughs> red balls. Like in The Shining. Uh-huh. The music box is playing the same melody that he's composing, which he shows Claire, but she thinks he's not crazy, but just like, oh, you're distraught about your grief. She also hints at the fact that this was from 1909 and possibly is a melody that he's heard and doesn't realize it, Mm -hmm. which kind of makes sense. That makes sense to me, too. It's not like the ghost has any influence on it. John goes into the typical horror, like the ring or like the Amityville, right? He digs into the history of what, who, when, where, why of the house. Mm -hmm. It goes back to 1909. And there's a child that died, uh, a daughter Mm -hmm. of this, the person who lived there. I don't remember. Dr. Bernard. Okay. Their daughter died. Right outside the house. Back then, it was like a wheelbarrow or some kind of old school. It was school a coal truck. Coal truck. Wheelbarrow. You know what I mean. <laughs> Damn. A wheelbarrow. Real prehistoric, 1909. Hey, I forgot <laughs> that they were a little bit more advanced at the time. But it was a coal truck that hit her and she died. Mm-hmm. And he, John found this like, oh, this is kind of similar to my story. Yes. Very he starts like... Connecting the dots, so to speak, mm-hmm. I guess. He's like, wow, what a co- not a coincidence, right. you know? And that night, he's looking at photos, and all of a sudden, a ball, a red and white ball, I think it is. It is, Comes yeah. bouncing down the stairs. It's important to note that that ball was his... Daughters. His daughters, and he had it in his, what is it, like his study, mm-hmm. in a, like, box. Mm-hmm. Yes. And now this ball is coming down the stairs. Yeah. Just bouncing. And I always... I'm getting chills. This is the only scene I had, when they show, you know, when when they talk about this movie on um, horror movie lists on on in shows, they show that scene in particular. So I already actually knew about this scene. Mm-hmm. Not what it was, but right. I had seen it. And now, obviously, it made more sense. And it is scary. It's it spooky is. to see it. Just that one little ball, step yeah. by step. There is something the about down. a ball coming its, at you. By itself. By itself. Mm-hmm. With um, no pitcher. Right. Right. With no, yeah. So, what he decides to do is, like, I'm getting rid of this shit. I mean, literally. He, he yeah. takes it. He drives from, he's on the outskirts of, I guess, Seattle. He drives into the city. To a bridge, he takes the ball and he throws it in, mm-hmm. and that's it. He goes back. Yeah. When he goes back, he's back in his study, and down comes the ball again. again. But it's wet. Find out what happens next after this quick break. Okay, so there's no beating around the bush with this one. Literally. He goes straight to ghost, just like that after the ball. And he decides to have a seance at the house. I do, spoiler alert, I love the seance part. I think it aged very well. Because it's... I think you like this movie more than you want to admit. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, go on. Well, this has happened before. When I start talking about the movie, it makes me like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but the seance scene I thought was fantastic. I think it aged well, like I said, because it's practical. It didn't use any effects. It used what 
I think a modern horror movie would do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was very good. It was spooky in a different way. It was creepy. Um, so and it was recorded. It was recorded on that reel to reel. Is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. Reel to reel. And it has a. They have a medium there who's doing the. the she's using a pe- uh, paper and pencil mm-hmm. to also communicate. Right. So we find out who the ghost is. Because at first they think it's um. The little girl who died. Right. But they find out very quickly that the the child's name or the ghost's name is Joseph. Yes. Which no one knew about. Mm Mm-hmm. They're asking, you know, they're doing the seance thing. They're asking the questions. She's writing, you know, first it's a lot of scribbling. It's just like. Scribble, Kind of like, um. What movie did that? Like a telegraph thing? I think Insidious did this. I think so. In Insidious they did it. So they copied the change well everybody it's not that they copy everybody's inspired by all horror movies okay inspired okay i think it was insidious i think it was i haven't seen that in so long we got to add that somewhere along the line all right that was a duly noted that was a that's a great movie anyway the point is first it looks like a almost like a telegraph right Mm -hmm. where it's like all these lines Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden she's writing something Mm -hmm. more legible yeah so she's asking the questions you get the reply through through the paper, but you're getting later because John, when this is all over, he goes to listen to the recording yeah. and the ghost was answering yeah. through the recording. And the very first question that the ghost answers is, are you are you the girl who died? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and he says, no. Right. But as he plays the recording more... He starts hearing answers. He hears him say his name, Joseph. Right. And then he gets like a vision mm-hmm. of what happened to Joseph. And the father, Joseph's dad, mm-hmm. drowned him in yeah. his tub. Like, it is very, you have to admit that this was very graphic the way they did that it. That was very it was graphic. disturbing for those days. That little yeah. boy was sitting in a tub up in the attic because mm-hmm. he was kept in the attic. Yeah, because he was he had some kind of sickness. Yes, he was yeah. wheelchair bound. The little boy was in his tub and his and he was butt naked. The dad grabbed him by his two feet mm-hmm. and pulled him up and kept him under. Yeah. That was horrific. Seeing that was just like how vile of a human being can you be? But yeah. what he does after is is even worse. Now during the recording or the vision, sorry, he mentions a well, which is where his body was dumped. Mm-hmm. And that's when this movie really takes off. Yeah. When he finishes hearing the recording, he goes back into the hallway and now we see the wheelchair. But Claire is there when he sees the wheelchair. She she arrives later because I think, if I remember, I think he calls her and she comes over mm-hmm. and they're both there at the bottom of the stairs and the wheelchair is in that famous angle yeah. at the very top of the stairs. That in itself is really creepy. Could you imagine being, you probably run out of there screaming bloody hell. Oh, for sure. For sure. Just the ball alone would flip me out. (laughs) Especially if you're there alone. If you were in the house with me, I'd think it's you playing a trick on me. But if if you're alone, for Mm -hmm. sure, I'd be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I am going straight to ghost. Goodbye. (laughs) Especially when you know the ball was in a fucking box. Mm -hmm. You know, who the hell? Anyway, yeah. Oh, and we find out in this vision what the banging sound is. Right. And go ahead. It's the kid 
while he's being drowned, banging his hand against the tub. Because it's one of those Like old, ceramic or something? No, no, it's not ceramic. It's one of those wrought iron tubs. Ah, okay. Like those cl- um, claw foot type tubs. Got it. Um, but not with a shower, you know, just No, it's old literally school. just a tub. Right. And it's him banging, banging. on the side of it. Right. When as he's drowning, I mean that in itself is really scary. So this is when between Claire and John they put the pieces together and they figure out what actually really happened. Mm-hmm. They find out uh, earlier in the movie they mentioned that um, Senator what was it Joseph Carmichael mm-hmm. was a big patron of the Historical Society, right? In particular that house as well. Mm-hmm. So. He's attached to it. And they, what they find out is that Carmichael Sr., okay, the woman that he was married to, he found out that the money that she would get, okay, from her father would never go to him. Mm-hmm. It would go to his his child. But his child was crippled. Right. And he, he didn't like it. He wasn't supposed to reach the age of 21. Right. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to lose all my all that money. It was all about money. And what he does is he takes the child away to Switzerland when he's very small. No, no, no. Remember, he kills the kid. Oh, He well, adopts yes. an orphan. Yeah, sorry. I did skip one big. He yes. kills the child and then he adopts an orphan and takes that orphan to Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And comes back when the kid is, what, 20, 18, 18. something like and that. And the reason for taking him to Europe, quote unquote, is that in Europe they have treatment for his sickness. Right. Or whatever it was at the time. And that's why he was away. And he came back at 18. Who the hell's going to know what this kid looks like? And now he's cured. Right. Miraculously. Right. So that is the story. And that's who the senator is. Right. The changeling. Right. What we find, too, and this is why um, the old lady at the Historical Society was acting strange, because she calls the senator saying, hey, the renter, John, and mm-hmm. Claire are digging. Yeah. And they're on to you. They're on to. So obviously she knows the whole thing, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So... They do do this whole investigation thing. They go to the library. They use the microfilm. Does that still exist, I wonder? I don't know. I'm curious. I kind of want to go to a library and see. I wonder if that's all been digitized at this point. But that's a lot of information. that's a lot. You know, it's funny. A few years ago, I was, um, when I was studying for for an exam, I, you know, I would go to the library. Very old school, right, nowadays, because I couldn't concentrate at home. You won't believe how many people still go to the library. It's a good thing. Yeah, I'm glad. I was proud to see it because I didn't think anybody went there and it would be a shame. It's a good place to get away from noise. And it's just nice to be surrounded by books Mm -hmm. because it makes me sad. I know this is a whole tangent, but it makes me sad to think that books not. I mean, it was a long time ago, but in the grand scheme of time, it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. They were worth a fortune. Like they were worth something. Mm -hmm. And now it's like. They're not, in a way. Like, you mean like regular people valued them. It's yeah, not the worth, the it's monetary just, worth, yeah. but people valued the actual physical book. Right. Like now, And I love my Kindle. Don't get me wrong. I do too. Because, I mean, it's great and it takes up less space and the light. And 
but I there's something about a physical book and I think it's good to support it still because mm-hmm. it used to matter so much and I still want it to matter. Yeah, well, you <laughs> anyway. used to, you used to go to the library a lot when you were a kid cuz I would take you. Yeah. And we'd check out books and they had a little pro, uh, playground. Do you remember the one on yeah. nearby here? Yeah. Um and they had a playground and it was just like a whole day and you loved it. Yeah. So anyway, so they they go through this whole thing, the microphone they find out, they find the deaths of the daughter mm-hmm. and everything. Right. With the whole, I really want to find this machine. I've never used it. <laughs> They're fun to use. I bet. The digging continues in public records, which, can you really do this? Yes. Go look at property maps. And, yes, you can. Really? Yeah, you can do it here. It's just, I don't know where, but I know oh, you can. You can look so at strange. the history of a, of a property. I'm sure that if I did some digging, I could find out the history of your house where you live now. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, John finds that this well mm-hmm. is at a property, but now there's a different house because it was a big plot of land. That but it was course, subdivided. It was and subdivided sold off and the sold. Years. And that's where the well is, this well that the ghost mentioned. And, of course, there's a house built over it. Yeah. Now, John and Claire go to this person's house. Can you imagine? <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Um, we are looking for this well that is under your home, and we need to dig it break up. your we, floor. We're going to dig that shit up. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? I, I'd be Number one, I wouldn't answer the door because I just don't answer the door. If I don't know you, I'm not answering the door. Like, who are you? Even through the ring, like... I don't know. You go away. Keep knocking because I'm not answering the door. I, I Nowadays, I'm not. I don't either. Not I have answering to admit, shit. I do not answer the yeah, door. Yeah, so if good I luck. don't know who you are, you, that door ain't opening. Yeah, so good luck solving your ghost mystery because it ain't <laughs> happening in my house. Got to figure it out on your own. Anyway, the lady lets them in. Yeah. And she has a daughter who apparently has been having nightmares. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the well and the ghost all And all coinciding. the details coincide, yeah. Right. And, of course, the well is in the kid's room. Mm-hmm. Well, it's under the under kid's her room. room. Yeah. She agrees. The lady event does agree. My thing is, does she ask John, like, hey, are you going to pay for this? Because... Yeah. I, I am sure that some kind of... It's not like, hey, dig it up and I'll pay my... I'll pay the rent right. you made. Because then also, how do you tell somebody yes, but then be like... Are you, are you paying? Because... I mean, oh, no. Hell, yeah. Yeah, you can do it. Will you be covering the cost of this excavation? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, let's think about it. Like, it is fuck, ex- you're coming in here destroying my house. And what kind of structural d- damage will that do to the house? What if they right. have to remove a supporting piece or something? I mean, yeah. there's a lot that goes into destroying somebody's property. That clearly John did not think of, and the movie made it seem like it was one and done yeah floor i'm like i don't think it's that simple but hey anyway they do get into the well they find the skeleton and they find a medallion a necklace medallion Uh, saint joseph medallion right um that uh the real boy right was wearing um and that was revealed in that vision that he had it was his uh, christening medal right John tries to go and talk to the senator who's leaving on a plane at the airport. And obviously he gets like restrained, like no. And he starts telling him. It's amazing how he busts through 
I mean, oh, that would granted, never happen. Now. It was a private airport, but yeah. still, that would never happen. That would nowadays. never happen. He but would never get past. He anybody. literally busted through the gate. I mean, yeah. he didn't bust it. He just drove through the gate, got off of his car, yeah, showed him, dangled the medallion right <laughs> in front of the senator, and he obviously he got you know pulled Escorted away out. Yes. So the senator is clearly pissed off. You see him on the plane. You see that he is wearing a similar. Mm -hmm. uh medallion Mm -hmm. that's identical and he's like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) so he immediately decides to cancel john's lease and he has claire fired so Mm -hmm. he's all pissed off and he sends a detective to threaten or intimidate john to threaten let's be honest he literally threatened to get the the medal and um dewitt he DeWitt, said, yes. DeWitt, he says, okay, if you don't want to give this to me, I'll come back in one hour with a search warrant yeah, to get it. To get it. And what happens? He gets into a car accident. And the cop. He, yes, the cop, DeWitt. And dies. And he's done. Mm-hmm. The ghost did that. Yep. Don't fuck with that ghost, man. He wants his revenge. He sure does. After the uh, cop dies, the senator does agree to meet with John. And this mm-hmm. is when John reveals everything to him. And, of course, the senator's like... No. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is like no. This is my dad. Yeah. You know, you're you're accusing him of murder. Mm-hmm. Um and he and John is like, "Hey, it is what it is." Yeah. It's the truth. He leaves and, him the And he throws a medallion at. I think he throws it at him, you know, I don't remember. whatever. And he leaves the recording of the séance. The only recording. And he apologizes. He still graciously apologizes for bringing him this news. Here's my question though. Did the senator not know this? Because I think if he's protecting all this, he had to have known. Because right. at some point he plays like he didn't, but he does. I did find that strange. I think he's in denial. Okay. Because he must know. Because why would that lady call and say, hey, they're digging. Like, right. Digging what? So obviously you do know something. But, the, it was but then of, why does he act shocked? I, Maybe because now the secret's out and he doesn't want it to be out. What about if he if his dad told him that he had died? That the child had died, not that he murdered him. Oh, maybe. I mean, finding out that, you know, okay, so you're taking the place of somebody who died. Whatever. But not that your adoptive father killed him. This person who... Maybe that's what the shock is. This person who adopted you is capable of murdering a child, a defenseless child at that. Yeah. I mean, in, in all honesty, too, what difference does it make at this point whether this gets... I think that's the other thing. Like, what difference... Everybody's dead. You're the only one that's alive from this situation. What does All it matter? All his money would be not his. So where would it go? It would go to wherever the original will was deemed for it to oh, go. Oh, I uh, didn't know it mattered. I uh, don't know these It things. would, I think, after the fact, no matter what, that will stands. Hmm. I think I the whole so. thing was that the will would go to some kind of something. Some the charity. historical society, to, probably. Probably, or a charity. I think oh. it was to a charity. And mm. all that money would be taken away, stripped. All he, he lived in a very grand Yeah, he house. sure did. Okay. Like, well, that's fair then. All right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I always forget about those legal papers. It's always about money. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Claire, at this time, Claire goes uh, to the house and now she starts hearing John, but it's not John. It's the ghost. Mm-hmm. Of course, she goes and investigates and she gets chased down the stairs by the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Which, why? Why is the ghost doing that? Doesn't he want help? Doesn't he realize that she's helping? I think the ghost 
the boy yeah is enraged i think mm-hmm. ghosts the longer they're not heard mm-hmm. and their issue is not resolved they become just malevolent hmm. i don't know well well john does get back he tries to reason i don't know make it good with the ghost mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work um you know, the house shakes and the ghost sets the house on fire. And we have to remember that. Doesn't he fall? And, like, yeah. you see that gorgeous chandelier going yeah. back and forth. And and, and he, it's in the house is just booming and shaking. Yeah. And it's just going wonkers at mm-hmm. that point. Yep. Um. So he's unconscious on the floor. Mm-hmm. Right? And that thing is swinging, and I kept saying, that thing's going to fall. I had forgotten, but obviously it made sense that it would fall. Yeah. And a fire is lit. Right. The senator is now comparing the two metals, and he does realize the, tr- the, the, tr- the, the truth mm-hmm. about the whole thing. Yeah, because he goes into a trance, and as he's looking at his dad's um, portrait that he has on his desk, and that's when he realizes, oh, wow. This is true about my dad. Right. This part did confuse me, but it did make sense. So when John is on the floor from, you know, falling, Mm -hmm. he sees the senator walking into the house and going up the stairs, which are in flames, Mm -hmm. and walking into the flames, basically. And you're like, what the hell is this guy doing? Right. So from what um, I found out, it's his, it's not a ghost, it's his astral being. Right. That's, it's a metaphor. That's when he's in the trance. I think his trance, that metaphor takes him into the house. Right. Right. Claire is able, it rescues John and the senator now witnesses the the drowning. Like he sees the drowning. Yeah. And then he suffers a heart attack. So now he dies too. At his home. At his home. Right. Right. Or at, yeah, at the house. Claire and John... Go to the senator's house, which is very strange. Why would you go there? Nobody notices you guys coming here. I know. Like this, all, or maybe because of all this pandemonium Nobody's going on, noticing. nobody notices, but it's just bizarre because he had just been there. Right. And now he comes back, uh-huh. but now with a chicken toe. Right. So Nobody it's like, thought that was strange. But then again, the only person who had really spoken to John was DeWitt and he, he died. Right. So I guess maybe they don't know him or what's going on. Yeah. So, all right, that's the fair. The body is being loaded into the ambulance so and So now we know off. he's he is dead because it's, mm-hmm. you know, he's fully covered. And the next morning, you know, the house is completely charboiled. Yeah, charboiled. it is smold- smoldering. I mean, that's it's all that's done. left. It's gone. It's amazing how quickly the fire can destroy well, something. Well, that would be a wood house I at know, that point. I know, but that's yeah. so scary. It is. I mean, there was nothing. No. But, of course, the wheelchair was still there. Yep. You know? Pretty much intact. Like, I mean, mean, it was burnt. A little burnt around the edges. But but it hadn't fallen apart. In the middle of the the manor's ruins. And then his music box is there, too. It's also a little charred, seen a little bit of wear and tear. And it pops open and it begins playing the lullaby. And that's how it ends. And that's it. That's how the cookie crumbles. So Uh was he happy now that the house was destroyed and the senator is dead? And he got, is that his justice? his, His justice? I assume I would, yeah, because I think that's what he wanted ultimately, even though I didn't think the ghost seemed evil, but I guess at the end he was kind of, I don't think that evil, he was evil, just angry. He was angry. Wouldn't you be? 
I would say so. I mean, look at everything. His life was cut short. Uh, very, very short. And his dad is the one who did it. It's like, what the hell, man? Crazy. All right, let's go to our category, sound and movie. Um, I put nothing memorable because honestly, when I was uh, doing the outline, I completely forgot about the banging sounds and mm -hmm. the ghost sounds. But even then, if I didn't remember it, for me, it was, as you like to say, a non-event. But you know what? When I was looking back at the actual movie itself, because it is available, by the way, on YouTube. You can actually watch it all there. Mm -hmm. um, the music was actually kind of cool. Really? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like very 80s and very instrumental because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, I think they added to that whole composer, composer. thing. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of that playing throughout with um, highs and lows and all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, but for me... The booming sound. I love that. That is the one thing from this movie that has always stood out. Okay. So, let's take a listen to that. Okay. That's, that's, that's an impressive sound. Could you imagine being dead asleep like he is in this scene in the movie? No. And hearing that? No. I'm good. That would make my heart jump out of my body and run away. Straight somewhere. to ghost. Yes. <laughs> oh, hell yes, yeah, straight to ghost. It's not going to be any pipes making that noise. <laughs> All right. What about best scene? What's your favorite scene? I have to tell you that my favorite scene is the recording scene. Of the seance? Yes. Okay. I, I thought it was amazing. I liked it. I thought it for that time, mm -hmm. I thought that was really a good scene because they're recording it. And, and then after that, you see a lot of other movies start to use recorded scenes like that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't remember any movie before that time that did that kind of stuff. Mm. So do you want to hear a little clip from it? Sure. All right. What is your name? Joseph. It still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> the way he says, Joseph. And then the way he answers all the other questions is just really creepy. It, it, and the music. And the mm -hmm. music, if you listen to it there, mm -hmm. it builds up that moment. Mm -hmm. And the sound effects of him playing the reel-to-reel -reel back and forth and back and forth. Um, I, I just, I like that scene a lot. It's low-key, but to me, it, it gets to me. What about you? I am between... I like the ball scene with the ball coming down because you realize it's that ball that's supposed to be put away and the seance because honestly, the seance is, like I said, during the, the movie observations, it aged really well and I liked it. It was just really good. Mm -hmm. But the ball scene, because like every ghost movie has something that's eerie and sticks with you, the mm -hmm. ball scene is a classic, I think, for the movie, on, along with the wheelchair being on top of the stairs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's always something creepy about that ball. You want to like hear it? Because I found the clip where it's that ball. Sure. Lisa, did you hear that music? I did. That's what amped up that <laughs> scene. True. So... It's between the ball and the seance. Because mm -hmm. the seance is just, it was, like, I, it aged well, and the ball is just spooky. The seance itself is extremely creepy. 
It is. So I, I agree with you. That that would be a good second scene, but that's the preview, the precursor to mm-hmm. the scene that I like, which is that. Yeah. All right, best character. I chose John. I actually really like John the whole movie. Um I I he was just a nice guy, I yeah. feel like, and he was I mean, like it's kind of like the ring, right? This felt a lot like the ring actually where you're trying to give the ghost justice because in the ring she gets killed by her mom mm-hmm. or the adopted and thrown, mom. Yeah. And thrown into a well. Interesting. During the movie, I did say that. I, I said that. there's an, a ring feel mm-hmm. to this movie. Yeah. And and kind of like you said, even when he spoke to the senator at the end, he was polite. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I I liked him a lot. I thought George C. Scott did a great role mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, And there was just something generally likable about yeah. him. He was genuinely a nice person. Yeah. At least that's how he came across in the movie. Yeah. And I think he used this also to help his own grief. Mm-hmm. Maybe this put closure on his own grief with his uh, wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. Because as he, or as it was mentioned, he hadn't processed it. Maybe this was his own way of processing that. Right. Best unlikable character. The senator. Yeah. Because he knew something. There but was maybe something- not everything. Yeah, there was something so, vile about him. So, was he all bad? Because I now that you mention it, he may not have known about the dad killing the kid. Right, but he knew. But he knew enough that he was that the child died, and he was a replacement. Right, I think so. He was still secretive. Yes. Okay. And it was all done for money, so yeah. that makes him quite vile. True. Yeah. And even worse than him, even though he's not there physically, mm-hmm. his father, Carmichael Sr., was a horrendous human being. Correct. He was, I think, actually, I'm Actually, he it. may be worse. He is the most he unlikable is the most, character. He put, even though he, there's no physical character. Right. He is the worst of the worst. He put the senator's character in that position. It's yeah. not like he chose to be the changeling. Right. Exactly. Good point. Mm-hmm. And then that. That guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Carmichael Sr. Mm-hmm. What character would you be in the movie? I chose that you would be John because, as I've mentioned many times before, you would be the mystery solver mm-hmm. because you would want to get to the bottom of this Oh, for sure. Mystery. I'd want to do that. Yes. For sure. Um, I would not. I'd be like, bye. <laughs> you can stay haunting this house. I think you would be Claire. Okay. Although... At the end where she goes into the house alone, I don't think that's you. What? Freaking out? No, going into the house alone. I don't know that you would go. You'd be like, hell no. Yeah, no. But then again, you've been known to break a few rules here and there when it comes to creepy houses. And I'll leave it at that. Or abandoned places. Or abandoned places. I'm usually the first one to be like, let's go in there. Even though. Abandoned places. (laughs) Yes. Hey, so maybe you would. Maybe I would. You just never know with me, do you? No, because, yeah. I'm a Russian roulette. You are when it comes to that. Because it's that curiosity thing. I get it. Like, we shouldn't be going into an abandoned place, not only because, A, it could be haunted, but B, it's a structural safety issue. (laughs) Or, C, there could be. Or there could be somebody. Waters in there. It could be, right. So, you know. And yet we have 
adventured. We have. We survived, <laughs> clearly, because we're still here making episodes. Absolutely. Does it hold up? I put meh. I'm and, still meh. And it did for me. It still held up. I okay. enjoyed the movie beginning to end. Okay. I'm I'm a little bit more positive about it, but I'm still, like, I would not watch this again. Really? I no. would If it were on TV and I came across it and I was just, you know, bumming it, I, I might sit through it again. Mm. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was still yeah, good. I wouldn't go out of my way. Could be a nostalgia it could be. thing for me. And I, I don't that's know. That's fine. I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. And now our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie. Okay. Rule number one, don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs, in the basement, the attic, I don't know, whatever. A boarded up room. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter? Looks dangerous, spooky. No trespassing. No trespassing. Yeah. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. Rule number seven, no Ouija board or seance. I have that Claire went up to the attic alone um, on that one time. There was that time where she, I think it was in this scene too, she kept saying, John, John, that to me counts as hello, who's there? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, you're asking for... When you know it's not the person because you know it's not, mm-hmm. yet you're still like, oh, it's you, isn't it? You're just playing <laughs> Please a joke. Please be you. <laughs> right. That kind of counts for me. Yeah. And they had a seance. They did have a seance, but that ghost was already there pre-seance. So it didn't bring it in, but they did have Doesn't a Doesn't matter, but they had it because they spoke to... Otherwise, I don't think they would have had the same outcome. You think? Really? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think they would have had the same Well, outcome. that's true because then they you wouldn't don't know. have the story. Right. Exactly. Because it was it. so well covered up. Correct. And last but not least, Scream Award. How many times does Erica, a.k.a. me, scream in a movie? I put zero. Yeah, I you did not. <laughs> this is not one of those movies yeah. anyway. So, mm-hmm. oh well. And that's a wrap on The Changeling. I, I'm i still meh. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> the whole point of watching a movie is not always agreeing. Sometimes agreeing to disagree. Yeah. It has good elements. Like, like I said, the good thing is because it's so practical, it has aged well through time. I'm still not convinced with the story. I... I get it. The story is messed up, but it's not enough for me. Hmm. Strangely okay, what enough. would have made it enough for you then? I don't know. Come on, write it. Oh, you write want me that... to write a whole story? No, write that story. Mm-hmm. What would have made it better for you? The That story, what would have made it better? I'd have to think about that because I don't have an answer hmm. right off the top of my head. Well, that's an assignment for you. <laughs> well, you can give me an F now. <laughs> Alrighty then. We watched this movie on Vudu. It is free, but with ads. It is also free on Peacock with ads, and you can rent it on Amazon, YouTube, and that's it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. And we also have a website, horrorcafepodcast.com. Please comment, like, subscribe, send us emails. We'd love to hear from you. We love feedback and fan mail. I get really excited when I get an email from our followers. And please send us emails because we really read them and we do reply. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll really help us out. You can leave the star review. And if you can leave a comment, that would be great too. We really appreciate it. And until next time... 
stay spooky. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.